Isaiah chapter 62, beginning in verse number 6, says, I have set watchmen upon thy walls, O Jerusalem, which shall never hold their peace day nor night. Ye that make mention of the Lord, keep not silence, and give him no rest till he establish, until he make Jerusalem a praise in the earth. Of course, we know that God has promises to Jerusalem as a city specific, but Jerusalem also represents the work of the God, work of God in the world. And I'm so thankful to be part of what God's doing right now in this end time hour. He went on to say, The Lord has sworn by his right hand and by the arm of his strength, Surely I will no more give thy corn to be meat for thine enemies. And the sons of the stranger shall not drink thy wine for that which thou hast labored. Aren't you thankful he's broken the curse? But they that have gathered it shall eat it and praise the Lord. And they that have brought it together shall drink it in the courts of my holiness. Go through, go through the gates. Prepare ye the way of the people. Cast up, cast up the highway. Gather out the stones. Lift up a standard for the people. Behold, the Lord hath proclaimed unto the end of the world. Say ye to the daughter of Zion, Behold, thy salvation cometh. Behold, his reward is with him and his work before him. And they shall call them the holy people. Amen. Anybody, amen, all right with being called the holy people? They shall call them the holy people, the redeemed of the Lord. And thou shalt be called, sought out, a city not forsaken. I want to preach for a few minutes tonight from this title, The Sought Out Church. The Sought Out Church. Hallelujah. How many are glad to be in the sought out church tonight? How many are glad to be in a holy church tonight? How many are glad to be in a one God church, spirit-filled church tonight? Let's lift our praise to the Lord Jesus right now. God, I thank you, God, for this church. I thank you for these people. I thank you, God, that you brought us together for this service. And God, I pray, Lord, that your work would be done. We bind every hindering spirit and cast it out. God, we release faith, God, to receive your word and to obey it and act upon it, Lord. Hallelujah. So that your kingdom would come and your will would be done in Poplar Bluff as it is in heaven. And we give you praise and glory in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. You may be seated. There must be something about being six foot eight. I find uh, on occasion when I find myself in a crowd, somebody coming up to me and, say, and asking me. It just happened at General Conference. Uh, one of our, our friends, his spouse came up. She said, I, have you seen my husband? And I just said, yeah, he's, he's right over there. From her perspective, she could not 
see him. She could not discern him, but because of the perspective that I had, I was able to immediately identify he's just right over there. If you'll just move just a little bit further, you're going to find what you're looking for. Amen. I'm so thankful for the watchman that God has put on the wall. I'm so thankful for the preached word of God because you can come to a service on a Sunday night and you can be looking for an answer. You can be looking for hope. You can be looking for direction. You can even be looking for correction in your life. And you sense that you might be close, but you don't know exactly where it is. But as the word of God begins to be preached, and as there is a move of the Holy Ghost, all of a sudden the Spirit begins to position us into a place where we can receive what God has designed and desires for us. Time and time again have I been blessed by the preached word of God as I came hungry for a word, hungry for a move, hungry, and, and all of a sudden, amen, I get that sense. If you'll, just, if you'll just move over just a little bit, if you'll just reach a little higher, you will find what you are looking for. He said, I have set watchmen upon thy walls, O Jerusalem, which shall never hold their peace day nor night, watchmen played an important role in the security of ancient cities. The watchman was placed at the highest place on the wall and given the responsibility of scanning the horizon for approaching friends and foes. The city depended upon the watchman to see and sense what they could not and alert them to potential dangers and opportunities. A 24-hour watch called out the status of the city, which brought a reassuring calm to the population. The leaders of Israel were compared to watchmen as they were positioned by God to look out for the spiritual interest of his people. God said to Ezekiel in Ezekiel 3.17, Son of man, I have made thee a watchman unto the house of Israel. Therefore hear the word at my mouth and give them warning for me. Amen. Thank God for the watchman on the wall. Thank God for a pastor. Thank God for a, to stand in a place of authority, to stand in a place of oversight and say, I see an approaching foe. I see an enemy coming. Amen. And I'm speaking a warning into your life. Amen. How many would lift your hand and say your life has been impacted? Amen. Because you heard a warning. You heard a clear and certain sound. You heard somebody, amen, who was listening to God, but who was willing to share with you that warning. That's why Hebrews 13, 17 says, Obey them that have the rule over you and submit yourselves for they watch. I say watch. They, they, they watch for your souls as they that must give an account that they may do it with joy and not with grief for that is unprofitable for you. Paul told the Ephesian elders in Acts 20, 28, take heed therefore unto yourselves and to all the flock over the which 
The Holy Ghost, somebody say the Holy Ghost, hath made you overseers to feed the church of God, which he hath purchased with his own blood. Hallelujah. Thank God that there are some overseers in our life. Thank God there's somebody that's looking out for us. Amen. Who is declaring the word of God to us. Hallelujah. Thank God somebody told us we needed to repent. Thank God somebody told us we needed to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. Christ for the remission of our sins. Thank God somebody told us about the glorious gift of the Holy Ghost. Why don't we clap our hands and thank God right now for an overseer. Hallelujah. Amen. But the watchman didn't just see trouble coming. He saw opportunity coming. He saw, amen, that train that was coming of camels that had spices and had fabric and had things, amen, that maybe the city needed and the city was waiting on. Amen. It wasn't just doom and gloom. It wasn't just, it, it wasn't just uh, people being in trouble. Amen. But no, there would be an announcement that would come from the watchman. Hey, I see what you've been praying for. It's on its way. I see a revival coming. I see a breakthrough coming. I see a healing coming. Amen. I see a new dimension, a ministry coming. Hallelujah. Thank God for the watchman when I can't see it and when I can't feel it. But there's a word from heaven that says, get ready. Get ready. Amen. Something's coming. Something's coming. Hallelujah. I believe we're walking into a great season of revival and harvest. Amen. To the likes that we've never seen before. There's a revival coming. There's a harvest coming. The hungry are coming. The downtrodden are coming. Amen. The confused are coming. Hallelujah. And so the watchman is on the wall looking to see what's coming. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I think they're both are coming. I think danger is coming. I think trouble's coming. And I think opportunity's coming. Hallelujah. But all you need to be worried about is who's on the Lord's side. All you've got to be worried about is who is on the Lord's side. Hallelujah. Because I read the back of the book, and we win. And we win. Hallelujah. I'm not worried about the trouble. Amen. As long as I got my hand in his hand. Because whatever trouble comes, it's not going to surprise him. Whatever problem presents itself, it's not going to confuse him. But he's going to bring his church. Amen. We're going to be a bride. Amen. Without spot and without blemish. And looking for the glorious appearing of our great God and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Is anybody looking forward to the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ? Give him some praise right now. Hallelujah. Scripture says evil men and seducers are going to wax worse and worse. And the perilous times will come. Well, announcement, they're here. Hallelujah. But that's okay. Hallelujah. Because he's still the Alpha and Omega. He's the beginning and the end. 
He's the first and the last. He's the one who is, which was, and is to come, the Almighty. Did you hear me? Anything too hard for God? There's nothing too hard for God. And the darker the night, the brighter the light. Amen. As, as the world gets worse and worse and worse, the, the church is going to get more visible and more visible and more visible. And people are going to say, that's my hope. That's my hope. That's my future. Somebody take me to the house of God. Amen. I would propose that not only, amen, are these men seers to this church, but that you are a seer to your world. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You are a seer to the world around you. You are a seer. It's a word used in the Old Testament about prophetic vision. You see things that other people don't see. You're a seer to your spouse. You're a seer to your children. You say, what do you mean? This is what I mean. When they can't see past their sin, you say, oh, I see a Savior. All I see are my mistakes. All I see are my failures. Hey, let me, let me, I see a cross. I see a crimson, I see a crimson stream of blood. Hallelujah. That still washes away sin. Amen, that'll still cleanse you. It'll still make you whole. You can't see it and you can't sense it. But if you'll receive it by faith, you're fixing to walk into a dimension of joy. You're fixing to walk into a dimension of favor. You're fixing to be released from that which has held you captive. All they see is addiction. Hallelujah. The seer says, I see a deliverer. I see a deliverer. Because he that the Son has set free is free indeed. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. They're listening for your voice. They're listening for the watchman on the wall. Hey, what do you see? I see deliverance coming. I see a breakthrough coming. They can't see past their circumstance, but you see a miracle worker. When they can't see past their dark night, you see the light of the world. When they can't see past their hopelessness and despair, you see a new life in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. But let me challenge you tonight, Bluff City. You can't just see it. You've got to say it. I'm going to say that one more time. You can't just see it. You've got to start saying it. Hallelujah. 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 The Bible says clap your hands, all you people, and shout unto God with a voice of of triumph. Amen. Sometimes we do good just to get our hands clapping. But if we could ever learn to open up our mouth and say, I declare the glory of God. I declare a breakthrough. Amen. I see the healing flow of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Amen. All of a sudden, amen, miracles are going to happen. Breakthroughs are going to come because somebody said, I don't just see it, but I'm going to say it. Hallelujah. Why don't we pray right now? I want you to open your mouth and begin to declare what you see in the Holy Ghost, what you see through eyes of faith. Amen. Your community doesn't see it yet, but you do. Your family doesn't see it yet, but you do. Your youth group doesn't see it yet, but you see it through the eyes of faith. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. Let there be a boldness fall in this house right now. 
that there'll be a boldness right now. I refuse to be intimidated. I refuse, amen, to let, amen, uh, the, the, the abortion advocates get out on the street and get louder than I do in the house of God. I refuse, amen, to let the pride marchers, amen, have more boldness than an apostolic, tongue-talking, Holy Ghost-filled, amen, in the house of God on a Sunday night. Come on, come on. There needs to be a baptism of boldness. I see it. I see it. And I'm going to say it. I see every seat filled. I see the altars filled. I see the baptistry filled. I see extended revivals breaking out. I see prayer meetings breaking out at homes. I see Bible studies where the Holy Ghost has fallen. Go ahead, let this marinate right now. Let this marinate right now. God's challenging your faith. God's challenging your faith. God's challenging your faith. Do you have enough faith to say it? Do you have enough faith to say it? Do you have enough faith to declare it? Keep speaking revival. Keep speaking breakthrough. Keep speaking deliverance. Keep speaking hope. Keep speaking about a better day. Hallelujah. I've set watchmen on the walls of Jerusalem which shall never hold their peace day or night. Hallelujah, we preach we preach in season out of season. We preach when we feel like it we preach when we don't. We preach, amen, when it feels good to them and we preach when it doesn't feel good to them. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Why? Because we see something. We see something. We see something that God wants to do. Paul told Timothy, preach the word. Be instant. In season. Out of season. Reprove. Rebuke. Exhort with all long-suffering and doctrine. He was trying to encourage a young preacher. It was an elder speaking, amen, to a, to a son in the gospel. Hallelujah. But I got to thinking about that scripture. What if that became our attitude and our mantra as the people of God? What if every time we came into the house of God, we had that same cry with hunger? Preach the word. Preach the word. Be instant, in season. Preach it to me, amen, when my flesh doesn't like it. Preach it to me, amen, when I need it. Preach it to me, even if it hurts, amen. Reprove me, rebuke me, exhort with all long-suffering and doctrine. But I need a word from God. I need to know what's, what, what God is doing and what's coming down the road. Hallelujah. Preach the word. There's an interesting phenomenon in this first verse that caught my attention. In the King James, there's a, there's a colon there, and it has this last line, ye, it talks about watchmen, and then it says, ye that make mention of the Lord, keep not silence, and give him no rest. Who is that him? It's God. 
mention the Lord. God, no rest until he established, until he make Jerusalem a praise in the earth. The Hebrew word that's there has a sense which means to remember, to keep in mind for attention or consideration. The phrase is referring to one of the principal court officials in the monarchy called a moxigir or reminder or the recorder which is listed in 2 Samuel 8, 16, 1 Kings 4, 3, Isaiah 36, 3, it's recorder. And the job of the recorder was to take note of what the king promised and remind him of what he promised until he brought it to pass. And so the king would be meeting with his subjects. And somebody would come and make a request and the king would say, oh, we'll take care of that. Next, the next person would come and make their petition. The king would say, we got that. But the king wasn't the one writing that down. There was a recorder that was writing it down. Amen. Keeping track of everything that the king promised. Hallelujah. And he had such a special relationship with the king that he had, amen, permission from the king, amen, to remind him of what he had promised to the people. Hallelujah. That earthly king would forget. That earthly king would make promises that he didn't take any note of. (laughs) But he had a recorder, amen, that would say, King, we need to talk about what you promised. Amen, you promised you were going to do this. And you promised you were going to do that. And I've just come today to fulfill my duty to remind you of what you have promised to do. And Isaiah takes that same concept and says, God is giving you permission to walk into the king's chamber and say, God, I'm just here to remind you of your promise. I'm just here to remind you of what you said you were going to do. Amen. You invited me to come. I'm not an interruption. I'm not going to give you any rest until you make Jerusalem a praise in the whole earth. God, you said you were going to restore us. God, you said said you were going to bless us. God, you said you were going to anoint me. God, you said you were going to do this. And God, I'm not giving up until I see it happen. I'm not letting you loose until I see a miracle in my life. Do I have any intercessors in the house? Do I have anybody that knows how to go in the throne room? Hallelujah. You see, amen, amen, this is a team effort. Amen. The watchman on the wall says, here's what I see happening. Here's what I see God going to do. Here's what I see coming down the road. Amen. But there's an intercessor in the crowd that gets a hold of a word from God and says, God said it. Amen. And I'm going to pray it. God said it. And I'm going to pray it. God said it. And I'm going to believe it. Hallelujah. And so the watchman keeps preaching and the prayer warrior keeps praying and all sudden, amen, something happens. Amen, and Jerusalem is blessed and there's revival. Oh, hallelujah. Amen, I hope that excites you like it excites me. It's me again, Jesus. Anybody have any unfulfilled promises? 
I think you ought to take them to the throne room right now. Lift your hands and lift your voice in this house and say, Jesus, amen, you are my Savior. Jesus, you are my King. Jesus, you are the Prince of Peace. Jesus. Go ahead. Hallelujah. Be like that blind man. Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus, thou son of David. If the seer will keep seeing and speaking and if the intercessor will keep on praying, amen, God is gonna work a miracle in this place. God's gonna work a miracle in your home. God's gonna work a miracle in your ministry. God's gonna work a miracle in your church. Hallelujah. And God will not only, God will not only do a miracle in your own zip code. Hallelujah. We need to take the limits off of God. God could do a miracle here tonight that could affect the world. I, I, I just believe that every time God's people come together, there could be a miracle happen in somebody's heart, amen, that somehow God could use them to bless the world. Hallelujah. This is a worldwide revival. Hallelujah. He said, we're going to pray until he makes Jerusalem a praise in the whole earth. Not just in my zip code. Not just in my era code. Not just in my district. Not just in my country. Hallelujah. I've been reading reports this week. Amen. From Brother Josiah Dykus. Amen. And his wife and their one-year-old baby. Amen. Who went to Kenya for one year. They've never been to Kenya, but they felt that call. Amen. I'm so thankful that that pioneer spirit is still alive. Amen. To take a one-year-old baby. Amen. And to Nairobi, Kenya, and say, we're going to live there a year. We're not coming home, amen, for Thanksgiving. We're not coming home for Christmas. We're here to do a work from God. Amen. They're learning Swahili. Amen. They're teaching Bible studies. Amen. Three were filled with the Holy Ghost this week. Amen. And I look at them and I say, that's Missouri. That's Missouri. That's Missouri. That's the result of your efforts. Amen. That's the result of your labor. Amen. But God said, I will make Jerusalem a praise in the whole earth. Let's praise him right now. Praise him right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. As we take new territory, as we take new zip codes, amen, we're increasing our spiritual authority. Hallelujah. As you claim a neighborhood, as you claim a factory, as you claim a neighboring city, as you support a missionary, hallelujah, there's a growing of spiritual authority of God's people in the world. Hallelujah. And I want you to know that we're preaching not just the preferred future. We're preaching a prophesied future. We're not making stuff up and saying, well, I'm going to believe God for that. Taking a prophesied future. I'm declaring it until God does it. Numbers 23, 19 says, God is not a man that he should lie, neither the son of man that he should repent. Hath he said and shall he not do it? Or hath he spoken and shall he not make it good? Hallelujah. Here's why the watchman Amen. Could speak day and night. He said, because the Lord has sworn by his right hand. 
Hallelujah. God has sworn he's going to do this. And because he has sworn it, it's going to happen. By the arm of his strength. Not my strength. Not your strength. But by the arm of his strength. He said, surely I will give... I will no more give thy corn to be meat for thine enemies and the sons of the strangers shall not drink thy wine for that which thou hast labored. But they that have gathered it shall eat it, eat it and praise the Lord and they that have brought it together shall drink it in the courts of my holiness. Hallelujah. God will never abandon his church. Thou art petered upon this rock. I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. You know what God promised? You know what the watchman was declaring? He was declaring that God will reverse the curse. Hallelujah. In this place, God is going to reverse the curse and rebuke the devourer. In this place, the plague is going to stop. In this place, you will eat the bread of life and drink the vintage of his spirit. In this place, there will be rejoicing and celebration. In this place, we will praise the Lord together as we stand on the promises of God. Hallelujah. Any, any, any saints with some miles on you? Hallelujah that can testify, amen, to what God has done in this place. Just wave your hand to the Lord right now. Amen, you can say, I've seen people healed in this place. I've seen people delivered in this place. I've seen people set free in this place. Hallelujah. Can you thank the Lord right now? Hallelujah. I'm talking about the church. I'm talking about the church. I'm talking about where God's people come together. I'm talking about where the name of Jesus is lifted up. Hallelujah. It doesn't matter how messed up they are if they come through those doors. Amen. God can touch them. Amen. If they come in contact with God's people, God can touch them and God can change. We're not just coming together because we like to be together. We're not just coming together, amen, to punch the clock. But we're coming together because people are being changed here. So let's get ready. Let's get ready. Let's get ready. Let's get ready. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready for the seeker? Are you ready for the sinner? Are you ready for the broken? Are you ready for the hungry? Are you ready for the baby? Are you ready for the baby that eats on its schedule? Are you ready for the baby that takes your time? Are you ready for the baby that takes your money? Hallelujah. Any parents in the house? Raised in the kids, it takes a little bit of money. It takes a little bit of time. It takes a little bit of inconvenience. I didn't get to eat on my schedule. I didn't get to sleep on my schedule. I told a nephew recently who's got a new baby, amen, I said, quit pretending you're asleep when that boy's crying. Get up and take care of him. Hallelujah, God's sending babies into the house of God. They're going to be fussing. Hope they may be cussing. Amen, but there's got to be somebody get up in the middle of the night and say, I'm going to take care of the baby. I'm going to hug the baby. I'm going to change the baby. I'm going to get take care of the baby because that baby's going to grow up. That baby's going to become part of the kingdom of God. That baby is going to take care of you. Oh, somebody give the Lord a hand clap of praise right now. 
Hallelujah. Are you ready? Are you ready for the seeker? Are you ready to be the sought out church? Are you ready to be the city set on a hill? Are you ready to be the church that everybody's talking about? Well, here's the answer, verse 10. Go through. Go through the gates. Prepare either way of the people. I've heard lots of sermons on prepare ye the way of the Lord. But you've got to prepare the way of the people. Hallelujah. Cast up. Cast up the highway. Gather out the stones. Hallelujah. First thing you've got to do is go through the gates. Sought out church. You will reap into in proportion of what you sow. Hallelujah. Driving down here this morning, having church in my car, I thought about our next three years in the Missouri district. We're going to disciple. We're going we're to evangelize in, in 24. We're going to disciple in 25. And we're going to equip in 20, 20, 25, 26. 24, 25, 26. I can count to three, I think. How many years is that? That's three years. How long did Jesus have with his disciples? And then what did he do with them? He said, see ya. Go change the world. They're going to believe on me through you. I thought in the Missouri district in the next three years, if we can do what Jesus did, if we can evangelize and if we can disciple and we can equip and then turn them loose in three and a half years, what kind of revival could we have in Missouri and around the world? Hallelujah. But somebody's got to go out the door. Somebody's got to prepare the way. Somebody said, I'm going to build a highway. I'm going to make it easy to, for them to get a Bible study. I'm going to make it, make it easy for them, amen, to get into my life. I'm going to make it easy for them to find the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm going to remove the stones of stumbling. Because I dare admit that there have been times that I think people couldn't get to Jesus because they stumbled over me. They stumbled over my pride. They stumbled over my, 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 my whatever, my apathy, my lethargy. I'm just being honest. Hallelujah. But he said if you'll go out the gates and you'll start picking up the stones and move them out of the way and say no. I want to make it easy for them to get to Jesus. Hallelujah. I'm so glad that woman pressed her way through the crowd and made her way to Jesus. But oh, how much easier would it have been and how much glorious would it have been if the disciples would have saw that poor woman who had no strength, who had an issue of blood for 12 years. What, what would have happened if somebody said, let, let, let me get you to Jesus? You, you don't have to press your way. You, you, you don't have to fight your way to this. No, no, let me take you to Jesus. Jesus will heal you. 
Hallelujah. There's a declaration that we have. There's a declaration in the word. Behold, the Lord hath proclaimed unto the end of the world. Say unto the daughters of Zion, Behold, thy salvation cometh. Behold, his reward is with him and his work before him. He said, lift that standard up. Lift that standard up. and Take it to the end of somebody's circumstance. Take it to somebody who feels like they're just barely holding on. And let them know. There's hope and there's a future because of the good news of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Go through the gates. Don't wait for them to show up. Get ready now. Make it easy for them to find the church, level the highway, remove the stumbling block, build a bridge, become a friend, learn to smile, raise a banner, and turn the lights on because we have a message to declare. Amen. Thy salvation cometh. Cometh. Thy salvation cometh. His reward is with him and his work before him. Hallelujah. What will the world say? Verse number 12. And they shall call them the holy people. Hallelujah. Folks, if you just pay any attention to what's happening in our world right now. There's an ever-increasing separation between the religious world and the apostolics. Hallelujah. There is a distinction that's growing ever and ever more clear, the holy people. It's not a time to hide in the corner. It's not a time to be mean and arrogant either. It's not a time to be holier holier than thou. Paul said, by the grace of God, I am what I am. It's not your holiness, it's his holiness that's in you. Hallelujah. There's nothing in you that's holy, but you get Jesus in you, you got everything you need to be holy. Be ye holy, for I am holy. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Some people, amen, the answer is not for you to work harder. The answer is for you to yield more to the Spirit. will make you love people you don't even like. That's what the Holy Ghost will do. They shall call them the holy people. Hallelujah. The redeemed of the Lord. Hallelujah. Redeemed. Somebody stepped up and said, I'll pay. I'll pay for their sin. dinner with nieces or nephews or friends of my, my kids and they'd try to try to pay for their meal or pay their way I'm like you know what I got this taken care of but we don't even have the capacity to pay what it takes for our salvation our, our righteousness is as filthy rags But Jesus paid it all, and all to him I owe. Hallelujah. We've been redeemed by love divine. 
stepped up to the counter when I was holding my salvation without the ability to pay. And Jesus said, I'll pay it. I'll take the nails. I'll take the stripes. I'll take their sin. And I'll nail it to the cross. And my blood will cover you. Hallelujah, the holy people, the redeemed people, hallelujah, are going to be the sought-out city and the sought-out church. When people are wrestling with their sin and they're wrestling with their failure and they're wrestling with their confusion, they're wrestling with, with, with their mistakes, they're wrestling with the heaviness of life, hallelujah. But God has put you in their orbit, God has put you in that same factory. God has put you in that same school. God has put you in that same neighborhood. God has put you in that same day in that restaurant. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And all of a sudden, amen, they say, I, I want to be with you. I've probably told this story, and the musicians can begin to play. I've probably told this story before, but it bears repeating. I was the youth pastor in the... Uh, 90s cornerstone young lady in my youth group you know her some of you that have been here for a while her name was Nancy Hefner Nancy Nancy was living for God and going to Papa Bluff High School just living for God she looked different she acted different she talked different but you could see the glory of God in her Was a young got got sent to Popper Bluff as a foreign exchange student. He started going to church with his friends. He'd go to church once or twice. Realized there was nothing different about them than him, and he was raised an atheist. He never had a Bible. He'd never been to church. Nancy called me. She said, there's a guy at school stopped me in the hall today. I saw Nancy walking down the hall and he stopped her. He said, Nancy, he said, there's something different about you. I want to go to your church. Sought out church. He saw Jesus in her. He saw hope in her. He saw a change of life in her. He told me later, he said, I came to America allegedly seeking an education. But he said, really, I was here seeking God. I went and picked him up. It was the first time in an apostolic church we went to a gateway sinks inspiration. And we sat on the front row. People were running the aisles, dancing. Music was loud. He was about to have a nervous breakdown. He's like, my God, what have I got myself into? Hallelujah. He sat there. He looked scared on the outside, but God was doing something on the inside. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I don't ever want us to be embarrassed about who we are and how we worship and how we live and how we dress. Hallelujah. They want something different. 
world wants something that's going to change their life. They want to feel the love of Jesus. They don't want to keep living like they're living. I gave him a Bible study. I gave him into his marvelous light. And you start answering those questions. Do you believe repentance? Do you believe baptism? Do you believe it? You get to the end. If so, would you like to pray and receive the Holy Ghost? And he looked at me. He said, I don't, I don't know how to pray. He said, I've never prayed in my life. It's all right, Samir. Just talk to Jesus like you would talk to me. Just tell him what you feel in your heart. And there in my office, we start repenting together. Just a few weeks later, I was actually preaching out that night. I got the call. Samir got the Holy Ghost tonight. Samir got baptized. School ended and he had a full ride scholarship to play soccer in North Carolina. He came to me and said, I think I, I think I want to go to Bible school. He was scared to death that first night, but you should have seen Desmir dance. Hallelujah, Sister Nancy Hefner became Nancy Raposo. Samir went to Gateway, graduated four years, married a girl from Canada, living in Canada, loving Jesus, living for Jesus today. Hallelujah. Nancy, can I go to church with you? Stand with me. Hallelujah. What do you see? What do you see? Do you see a revival? Do you see a harvest? Do you see a breakthrough? That one servant of the prophet said, I, all I see is we're surrounded. All I see is we're hungry. All, all I see is the enemy. The prophet said, you just need to take another look. You just need the scales to fall off your eyes. Because there's more that be with us than be against us. He prayed for him. The scales came off of his eyes, and he realized there was chariots of fire, poised and ready. Hallelujah. I wonder what miracle right now is poised and ready for you. What miracle is poised and ready for Bluff City? What miracle is poised and ready for Bernie? What miracle is poised and ready, hallelujah, for your home and your house and your kids and your neighborhood and your Bible study and your Sunday school class? Hallelujah. If you'll see it, if you'll declare it, if you'll pray it, if you'll prepare for it and get ready and open your heart and open your life and say, God, amen, I want to see Jerusalem become a praise in the whole earth. I want to see your church, God, amen, have an influence around the world. Amen. If that's your hunger and desire, why don't you step out of your pew right now and come to the front of this building and say, I want it. I'm taking an act of faith by stepping forward tonight. Amen. I need the touch of God in my life. I need to feel his love. I need to repent of my sins. I need to be filled with the spirit. I'm coming tonight because I'm hungry and I believe God can do it. Amen. In Jesus' name, come with faith. Come with faith. Come hungry. Hallelujah. Amen. The sought-out church. That's the church we're a part of.
That's the promise we have.